am a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me, and let's talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Memoir of a Nigerian My name is Helen. On today's episode, we're talking about rape culture and rape weaponization. I don't think there's a day we would read the news without seeing any part of it that talks about rape. Mind you that those ones that we read about, they're actually the recorded versions. I shall not, you know, we also cannot silence or discredit the fact that in our culture, rape is a thing. Rape is something that we must talk about rape is something that we all should talk about we should not shut our mouth when it has to um, do with rape and we should not discredit the women the boys the girls that come out to tell their truth for instance we read stories about one uncle that you know one lady came outside to say one uncle raped her you know and then it turned out that the story was different in i know that you guys had you know, an agreement, you know, and but coming out to say, oh, he raped me because he did not do his part, which is the payment. Yes, that is very bad. That's not rape. That is deceit. I have a wonderful guy here. I have a wonderful guy here, and we are going to have this discussion. You need to listen to this one. So I have, um, I have him here, and today we're talking about rape culture and rape weaponization. As a criminal um, defense attorney, what do you think we could do? What do you think could lead to false rape allegations? Well, we, we wouldn't know for sure unless we are in the minds of the people who falsely accuse men of raping them. But there are some common scenarios that we often see sometimes people tell these lies because they want something maybe money as a form of you know blackmail sometimes they they use it to cover illicit affairs maybe somebody's sleeping with somebody they shouldn't be sleeping with like you know like maybe you're sleeping with somebody's husband or you're a married woman doing what you're not supposed to be doing but these instances are very rare but it happens. In fact, some people even, maybe in the case of some teenagers who like, you know, our culture, you know, in this, in this context, I'm talking about Nigeria, our culture where our parents believe we should be holier than thou until whenever they get pregnant or the parent suddenly finds out that, oh, my, my daughter has been having sex to cover this up, it is where, oh, this happens. But like I said earlier, these instances are actually very rare. What to do in so, a situation? Really why, exactly. What to do with anyone who weaponizes rape against men? What do we do with them? I mean, as a as a society, what we can do is is limited. Hmm. If we are if we're being honest with ourselves, uh, um, but as the individual that is being falsely accused, you have an option of a civil lawsuit like defamation like a defamation lawsuit however it seems only the people defamation lawsuits can be a little tricky because not only do you have to prove that the accusation was false false. the statement made by the 
something to do with mental health for example don't you think so yeah um yeah there is we, we are beginning to have developments on you know emotional distress in nigeria we've not like our laws on um emotional distress emotional disturbance are not so they are not so they are not well established really would you succeed on a on a suit of emotional distress in nigeria unlike you know other jurisdictions in the world okay you but, know um you know okay go, go, go ahead all right what punishment is appropriate for uh, we, we talked about that but then we also have to understand that this is the cancel culture era you know so what if you don't have a proof what if you don't have any means to identify yourself that okay i didn't do this or i did that you, you, first of all, you mentioned something about punishment. Like, right. should we punish women? Should we criminally punish women? Yeah, who falsely accuses a man of rape? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. You can't do that. Why? We, should, we shouldn't, because <laughs> we need to ask our ourselves the questions. Okay, you tell me, why do we punish? Well, if there is a law, why do we generally punish people? If there is a law, that means the law says you better do this or you get this. So if you don't, if you lie about something like rape, then the person loses his or her integrity, the self worth, causes distress. I think we should punish that person, don't you think? I I don't think so. We usually, at least, the the reason we punish, at least in Nigeria, is for deterrence, right? Like to deter other people. When somebody does something that is against the criminal code, we punish them to deter other people from doing the same thing. Now, if you're punishing a woman who falsely accuses somebody of rape, it might deter other women from coming out from falsely accusing me. But there is also another evil that comes with that. It, the evil is a woman who has just been raped will be like, oh, if I go out and they think I'm lying, would I be punished? Hmm. So we are actually silencing. If we decide to punish women who force their accusement of rape, we are silencing. We're going to be silencing thousands of victims across Nigeria, which is very, very problematic. So it's there are two interests involved: the interest of rape victims and the interest of people, men who are falsely accused of rape. I think the interest of the rape victims outweigh the interest of people. Who are getting falsely accused because it give me statistics there are way more women who are getting raped every day who even because they don't even they are, without punishment for them they already find it difficult because of the trauma they're going through Definitely. to report to authorities some of them resource to going on online 
the results, you know, just doing things. So if we now decide to start punishing women for lying, then even the ones telling the truth will be so scared to come forward. So I do not think it's the right step to go by punishing them. The problem, the 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 problem we are having is not false accusation. That's not the predominant problem. The predominant problem we are having is rape. Right. That's what we should be focusing on. Okay. So we have a guy, I mean he was on Twitter and that, that kind of trended a lot. The guy's name is Justin UJ. He was falsely accused of rape and he had to show his passport data page to show that, okay, I was not in Nigeria when this happened. I mean, the lady said, oh, maybe he raped, he raped me on the 19th of October. But this guy was actually not in the country. So in the absence of proof and everything, what do you want to do to um, vindicate yourself? What do you do to vindicate yourself that I didn't do that? I was not involved or nothing like that ever happened. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's a that's a tough one, and but that's a tough one. You, <laughs> the thing is, before you can be convicted of of rape, yeah, you the testimony of the accused person will be tested in court. You have the right to an attorney and everything. But like you said, even before it gets to the stage where we get to court, a lot of damage would have been done. done. You know, but. Like I mentioned earlier, there are two competing interests in this situation. The interest of the victims right. and the interest of the people that can potentially be falsely accused. You and I, I'm a man, you're a woman, apparently. <laughs> in this context, there is only one thing that might happen to you. You might get raped, I might get falsely accused. So what are the odds? Hmm. The odds as a woman in Nigeria that you will get raped is way higher than the odds that I will get falsely accused. Like it's way, it's exponentially more than that. So the focus is not really, it's really, it's really sad actually that some people will falsely accuse men. The, the danger I've seen this is not even the danger that this brings on men. It's the danger that it brings on real victims. Right. You know, so the problem, we shouldn't really be, we shouldn't really be thinking about it, man. We should be thinking about the other victims. You know, other women that have, you know, genuine accusations. So it's really, it's sad in Nigeria we get, we get falsely accused, especially where our technology is, with DNA testing, mm. all of these. You know, you know, we both know, I've, I've worked with the police in Nigeria. If you go report rape in Nigeria, the first thing they're asking is, ah, wait till you say they do that. Like, what were you what wearing? Were you what were you doing there at 10 p.m.? Right. What were you wearing? It's very so It's sad. already difficult for victims to, to come it's out. Very, it's already difficult for victims to come out. So all this conversation about, oh, man, you know, it's really making things more difficult. When we are able to, like, address the issue of right. women being able to come out without being further victimized, then we can start having these conversations about, oh, what do we do when women falsely accuse men of rape? Don't, don't get me wrong. I know it's bad. If somebody falsely accuses me, I would be really sad. And I would fight tooth and nail to prove my innocence. How? Which I shouldn't be. What if you, what if you don't have any proof? Eh? Let's be sincere, Adekola. I mean, sometimes if you don't have pictures that you were hurt with the guys, you don't have an alibi, so what do you do? 
you dance to the team, you show up in court. So if you're asking me what I would do if I falsely, um, if I'm falsely accused, I'll ask you the same question. Hmm. If a woman gets raped and she reports to the police and she is not believed, what should she do? Hmm. Wow. So it's it's really a very um, tough, very fragile and very important conversation that we are having now you know so let's take let's take a few steps back okay i mean because as much as we are focusing on false rape allegation we cannot overlook the fact that many times rape actually happens especially in a climate like ours where consent is actually not regarded or respected so tell me what is consent consent in your own terms what is consent what does it mean in your terms in my terms or in legal terms? In the legal terms. I mean, in, in Nigeria, consent is when a woman, you know, when a woman decides to have sexual relations with a man by her own free will, out of her own free will, without any form of coercion, any form of intimidation, threat of physical injury or threat of death. Hmm. That's really what consent is. And it's, it's a really broad topic, you know. So, yeah, I'm, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a really tricky situation because there are so many dynamics to consent. You, you begin to talk about intoxication. You begin to talk about drugs. Drugs right. might be involved. You begin to talk about false pretense. Hmm. You, know? you begin to talk about... You know, you remember these, I don't even want to go into specific cases actually, but consent is really dice. So I don't know if you want to talk about different scenarios where if you have scenarios. Yes, please, about. because um, for example, we know Tiny and TI, I, I don't know if you read the news, if you read the allegation online, you know, so someone said, oh, they were, you know, having sex with ladies while on drugs. I don't think that when you're on drugs, can you consent why when you're on drugs? Can you consent? Can you say yes? Can you say no? Can you say I don't want to? I will just, I will answer the drugs case plus the alcohol case. Right. Um, I, it's, a, it's a case by case analysis. For instance, what is your alcohol tolerance? Hmm. You as an individual, probably you take a bottle of beer. Maybe gone. you're still of sound mind. Mm. If you take four or three, you might still be you might be a little tipsy. You know, if you take more, maybe you don't know what you're doing again. So we have consent to for a woman to validly give consent, she has to be in a state of mind where she can appreciate the consequences and the ramifications of every other action mm. and steps. So you can't just we can't just give a blanket you can't just have a blanket category of saying whenever a woman yes. is using drugs or alcohol, she cannot fully give consent. We have to ask more. How much has she taken? What is her tolerance level? What was her state of mind? But it becomes really difficult for the man to prove his innocence if the woman comes out after the whole thing to say, Oh, I was too high i was too intoxicated to consent hmm. it's already it's already give, without even looking into it it already gives you 
a hint that there probably wasn't consent. You know, but if at the point where she took the alcohol or the drugs, she's still able to appreciate the ramifications of every other step to keep constant, like to know that I want to have sex in this kind of way with this man with these people, then it's fine. So when as a man, would I want to sleep with some would would you want to sleep with someone without consent? As a as a man would I no, not even, I mean, that's not a question. Would I want to sleep with somebody who who is intoxicated or who is who is using drugs? No. I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. When they say criminal also criminals also deserve justice, what justice should be given to sexual predators or rapists? Yeah, I think you're talking regarding the conversation. We had that conversation and I was I told you that I don't and you and I remember your, your reply was I don't ever want to commit a crime and you be the judge. That was what you told <laughs> me. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is, I mean, I think you're you're kind of quoting me out of context a little bit. Everyone, everyone deserves justice. So the point I'm saying I, specific, I specifically said everyone accused of rape deserves justice, no matter how how it looks, how bad it looks. Justice is three is a three way street. Justice for the victim, justice for the accused, and justice for the society. Hmm. So. However, we have fundamental rights in Nigeria. Our constitution, it's, it ensures that we are deemed innocent until proven otherwise. Definitely. So no matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad it looks, I believe that no one deserves to go through a media trial hmm. by virtue of the fact that you've just been accused by someone. Because at that point, we do not know. Because I remember, I, I would even mention a specific case. The, we, it was the conversation we had about the Fato Yibo case, the Koza Pastor case, and the Sola Dakun. Yeah. Yes, I told you that time. I was honest with you that I was inclined to believe her. But God forbid that I make a solid conclusion before he ever goes on trial. That's what the Court of Justice is for to test facts. You know, it's not, it could be anybody. It's Fatou Yimbo today. It could be me tomorrow. So it's like when you, when you, when your reputation, everything you worked for, everything you've labeled for can just be thrown out the window by virtue of the fact that somebody accused you of doing something which you probably did not do. It's really, it's really unfathomable for me. So I believe that. No matter how bad it looks, everybody should be given uh, fair treatment. The, benefit of the, the benefit of the doubt until the case gets to where it should get to. If the common um, law notion says criminal justice system prefers letting 10 men go scot-free than punishing one innocent man, how do you explain that? I mean, it's good that the innocent man is, you know, is going, is out, is and everything. But don't you think that the law is so flawed and is so unfair to the victims? The, I mean, that might look like the law is so unfair to the victim, but the problem we have as, as a society is that we try to criminalize our way, we try to legislate our way, we try to prosecute our ways out of every problem. 
see the we are seeking we are, we are acting like the solution to this pandemic of rape is prosecution it is not hmm. the solution is that we need to raise men who would not rape women period but what, what about the, the ones that 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 weren't raised to to not rape women we have a lot of yeah, them we, we have millions of we them we need to punish them, but before we punish them, we need to prove their guilt. Hmm. You know, the criminal justice system is very, very flawed. It is not perfect. From time immemorial, we have seen innocent men get convicted. We have seen guilty men set free because of mere technicality. Right. Because of, yeah. So. The, the criminal justice system is just set as just an option. It's just one of the options we have to cope crime. You know, it's not the end to all the solution. The criminal justice system is flawed. All jurists actually agree to this. The solution starts from the home. Hmm. A lot of things, I didn't know a lot of things as a young man growing up in Nigeria. There were conversations I never had with my parents about sex and whatnot, you know. There was like, it's really sad. I'm and I'm talking as just any other citizen now. If you listen to the conversations that young men have, you will realize that we have a long way to go. All these media, everybody's saying this on Twitter, on Instagram. It's all a lie. They don't believe what they're saying. Yeah. I don't know if you get what I mean. If, when we, when, when, when you listen to young men of our age discuss consent. When it is just men, you will be surprised at the things you hear. So you will now realize that we need to go back to the drawing board, to the table. Where did we get it wrong? Where we got it wrong was our primary institutions, the home, patriarchy, patriarchy, religion. You know, so it 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 all starts from there. It all starts from there. It's also there is also the problem of women not having sexual liberty. Women are not expressive. We were, we were raised around the culture that makes it, you know, women need to be chased. Women are a prize to be won. Men need to chase. You need to be persistent. I grew up believing that if I'm, I'm not even talking about sex now. Like, if you're talking to a girl, like, hey girl, do you want to go out with me? If she says no, I was raised around the culture that a man persists, a man chases. You ask her over and over. It took me, I was already with, I was already over 20 before I realized that this was a problem. Like when a woman, this is not, we're not even, we've not even gotten to the level of sex. We're talking about just normal relations. When a woman, when you like ask a woman out like, yo, do you want to go out with me? When she says, no, leave her alone. Hmm. And women were also raised in our culture. Women were also raised to believe that even if you like a dude, you have to do small shakara. Yeah. You have to, you can't just go ahead and say, oh, this boy wants to go and date me. I'm just going to say no and, you know, do all that. So these, all these things actually also translate into the bedroom. <sighs> so we have, we have ladies saying, openly, you know this too. You have ladies saying that, texting guys after having encounters with guys, like, oh, dude, you wanted to have sex with me. I would have had sex with you if you had persisted. Persisted, yeah. Yeah, that's a very common thing. Like, oh, I wish, I wish you would have asked twice. So it's, it's not, you know, this is not being a rape apologist or anything. I'm just painting all the pictures where the problem is. 
So that kind of dude he encounters three women that say that oh oh you should have persisted I would have you know yeah. had sex with you and he meets another lady who I suddenly see. says no or even just implies a no and it's just like oh I just have to persist and that lady you don't even have to use physical force to actually do this it's just when what? she shows any form of resistance word verbally you know by conduct just have to stop. You probably think that's all. Hmm. You better watch out for the next episode. I am a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of, of a Niger Niger girl. My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk.